0: Welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case, and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm as
1: happy as a a candy store thinking about Thanksgiving being next week. It's coming right up. It is. I love Thanksgiving.
0: We are right in the middle of the kickoff for the holiday season. Yes, we are. So
1: many good things that happen this time of year. There's already Christmas shows on the TV and Christmas music on the radio. So it's like, you know, it's that it's the holiday season. It's time, right? The good times, good friends,
0: family that we love, good food, of course. Uh, Speaking of good food. Oh, I like that topic. (laughs) (laughs) I know you do. Um, I hope you're going to like what I have to share with you. Well, because be, I think it's, it's relevant You better not be destroying
1: any of my... I, no, well, my,
0: I'm, I'm going to try not to. Okay. <laughs> but the, the fact of the matter is, Jeff, is that many of us are likely to put on a few pounds over the next several weeks. Yes. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's fair to say. Yeah, many of us are. And, and, and maybe that's okay, right? Well, Let your hair down, relax a little bit. Yeah. Um. However, that being said, I, I want to share a few tips, uh, maybe a few swaps that we can uh, employ to uh, just keep in our back pocket to ensure that we don't stray too far from our wellness goals okay. at the end of the year. All right? All right. So a few tips on how to cut the calories this holiday season. This is according to the website. Eat this, not that. Okay. Here's number one. Avoid eggnog. I don't do eggnog. You don't like eggnog?
1: Well, I like it, but we just don't do it. We just don't buy it. just don't have it in the house. Well, there you go.
0: So that's easy for you to do. Yes, it is. Eggnog, of course, is many people's holiday favorite. It's also a nutritional nightmare, Mm-hmm. I think I think it's fair to say, just one non-alcoholic cup contains almost 350 calories. Wow. 19 grams of fat. Wow. And 21 grams of sugar. 21 grams of sugar. That's basically the recommended daily amount for the entire day, uh-huh. and that's in one, one cup, cup of eggnog. So instead of sipping on eggnog, Lauren Magnilio who is a registered dietitian from New York City, she recommends choosing champagne if you're going to celebrate. Oh, well, yeah, of uh, course. Because it has far fewer calories, much less fat. Champagne is also bubbly. It tends to be consumed more slowly than other alcoholic beverages, and that means that you likely won't be tossing back hundreds of calories that are just empty calories as you're celebrating this holiday season. So avoid the eggnog. I might choose something besides champagne, but I will probably avoid eggnog. And I knew that you might do that, and I might as well, but that's an option that's available yeah, yeah. to try to avoid the eggnog. Number two, uh, reach for cinnamon tea. What if I just don't reach for tea at all? <laughs> <laughs> so that's okay, too. That's fine, too. It's easy to consume too much sugar during the holidays, yeah. as we all know. Uh, if you feel yourself going overboard just a little bit, go ahead and take a cup of cinnamon tea uh, with you instead of sipping on hot chocolate and whipped cream. You see where I'm going with yeah, that, right? Well, it's so a warm beverage. It's got a holiday seasonal flavor to it. It's not as fun. It's not the same thing. <laughs> I know it's not the same thing, but, but. according according to some uh, registered dietitian, cinnamon tea uh, not only can help you cut down the calories, but it can also help decrease your blood sugar due to cinnamon's effect on blood glucose. So there's a couple of benefits there for well, cinnamon and the tea. Well, the lack
1: of sugar in the in the other drink, right? Absolutely.
0: Number three, you ready? Okay, I'm, I'm, I can hardly stand it. I, can, I, I know you can hardly wait. Swap out some of your sweets. You might try swapping a few candies or desserts for frozen grapes. That would be great. They're a sweet treat. They are a natural source of antioxidants and other polyphenols. Since they're frozen, it takes a little bit longer for them to eat. And if you pop one in your mouth, maybe those cravings for those sweets might go away. Might. Yep, yep. I'm using maybe and might a lot
1: here. Yes, you are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Number four, pick the right pie.
1: Well, of course, it's so having, pecan.
0: <laughs> ha, well, okay, so having a delicious pie is gonna be an important part of most people's holiday celebrations. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately you picked the wrong one. I
1: know. I, I, actually, <laughs> and I actually prefer like an apple or something like that. Well,
0: they recommend that you pick a pumpkin pie. It's got less fat and less calories than the uh than the very laden but also very delicious the pecan pie. pie yep. <laughs> so picking the right pie is important. Number four, number five, excuse me, this is the last one. Uh, Get a new nog. Now, we talked about eggnog. We talked about how it's a nightmare from a nutritional Mm -hmm. standpoint. If you just cannot live without eggnog, you've got to have it in your holiday celebrations. There are some healthier alternatives. (laughs) I'm not going to say that they're healthy alternatives. Just healthier than eggnog. Healthier alternatives. They actually have almond milk nog instead of the (laughs) traditional eggnog. Uh, I've never had it. I can't Uh, vouch for it one way or the other. But uh, even though almond milk nog does contain still some of the things that we're, we're trying to avoid, it's got eight grams of sugar per serving, it's still way less than the traditional eggnog. It's also lower in calories, lower in saturated fat than the traditional eggnog. nog. Um, I mentioned that was the last one. Let me just throw this one in there as a bonus one. Okay. When you dip, dip wisely.
1: So that doesn't mean super scooper. That means dainty di- dipper.
0: Well, it could mean da- di- dipping daintily, or it could just mean looking for a dip that is made of Greek yogurt instead of sour cream. You're gonna again cut back on your fats. <laughs> so you, so you, had you didn't to, like yeah. any
1: of my suggestions. You had to ruin my Thanksgiving, didn't you? You didn't Kyle? like any of my
0: suggestions. All right, let's go with this moderation and all things. Okay,
1: that that I can do.
0: How about that? That I can do. <laughs> Jeff, today's guest is Steve Hooper. He's the owner of St. George Running Center. Steve has been running pretty much his whole life, since he was 13 years old. He ran in high school. He also was a collegiate athlete at Utah Valley University. More than that, though, Jeff... And more importantly... And more importantly than that, he courted his wife while running. He, he, literally, and Kendra, che-
1: he literally chased her down. He and Kendra would go on <laughs> dates
0: together where they would run, which is a great, inexpensive way to get to know somebody. And it seems like it worked out pretty well for you and Kendra.
2: Yeah. You- so
0: far. Yeah, so far so good. <laughs> awesome. Well, Steve, it's fair to say that running has been an important part of your life for pretty much all of your life. Yep. Since 13. That's uh that is awesome. I want to talk just one second about your collegiate career. Okay. And then we're gonna get into yeah. the real topic that we want to focus yep. on, which is how to stay in shape during the winter months. Yeah. Um so so you you ran for UVU. Yes. W- uh were you on the track team or the cross country so team So both. So oh, scholarship you did both was for of them?
2: for both. Yeah, for distance for for track and then uh, for cross country. Okay, so
0: well. both so distance in both cases. Yes. It wasn't mm-hmm. sprinting. Yeah. So college track is it the was it the 1500 the 5000? What what did yeah, you run? Yeah, so in?
2: 1500 mile um 5000 yeah. So so in f- actually we 1, ran eight hundred too. We we did the eight hundred. Okay, yeah. So, well. 15, so a little bit of everything. Yeah, a little
0: bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent. So so distances has always been your thing. Yeah. And then in addition to college, uh, you've also continued to be competitive in in running events. You run marathons. You yeah. run half marathons. Do you do some ultra marathons. All, all, all and the ultra marathons yep. even. Let's talk just one second about ultra marathons for okay. people who are not familiar with what that is. We know what a marathon is. It's yes. twenty six point Two, two miles, miles, right? Yes, correct. Miles, yep. Which to me is such a long. It ways is a long ways. Run. It's a very long ways. Yeah, yeah.
2: But an ultra marathon, what's that? So basically, it's anything over a marathon is what they consider an ultra marathon. So they are
1: very there are some really long and some not so yeah, long. Yeah,
2: yeah. So you have you know uh, there's. There's some distances. So basically, like I said, anything over a marathon is an ultramarathon. So there's a lot of different distances, but some key distances that they have at races are the 50K. Okay. And then they have... Which is
0: what, about 32... So it ends up being about 31 miles. 31 miles, okay.
2: And so um, then they have 50 milers are really popular. Which and, is
0: 50 miles.
2: Yeah, which is long. <laughs> and then the 100K distance is also a really
0: popular distance. And I think it's fair to qualify really popular... Among distance yes, runners,
2: yes, among the, the <laughs> microcosm of ultra marathoners, yeah, yeah, yeah. those are long, um, long And races. then, of course, yes. the the hunter miler is is probably the the most popular right. that people kind of work towards. And there's yeah. actually other races. We just have. I have a friend that just finished. It's called the Grand Slam of Two Hundreds, mm. and they run wow. a two hundred um, every month. For three months in a row. Oh my goodness. And basically, You're the way that me. they're staggered, they're only actually two months apart, like 60 days in distance. And so he runs a 200, then another 200, then another 200. Wow.
0: Wow. So, how long does it take an ultra marathon? And I, I know it's going to vary, of course, but on average, to run. A two hundred mile race. That seems so, to me like that would take me
2: a week. So I think there's a lot of hiking going on. <laughs> okay. Personally. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of hiking going on and um especially when you're going uphill. But is it yeah. a multi day race or is it Yeah, all so it's in a lot, lot of sleep, sleep deprivation okay of so mm. if you can go longer period of time without sleep and they just kind of wow. keep on pushing through but I think they run the downhills and then hike the uphills and, so wow. that's the ultimate and hallucinate extreme. a little bit.
0: So 200 miles would be the ultimate extreme. Yes. It, it sounds like maybe you have not participated in a I have not mile, done that, no. But you've done so 100 mile. I have not done 100. You, 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 I've done okay. 50.
1: Your IQ raised 25 points in my space since you haven't done that. Say that again? <laughs> Your IQ raised 25 points in my I space think since it's since like probably done. the opposite actually. <laughs> well, there
0: there is <laughs> certainly something to be said for pushing yourself and and finding what your limits are and even what the limits of human endurance exactly, are. Exactly. Yep. So you've run 50 milers. Yes. Just what's that like? Like what is what is a 50 miler run day like?
2: Well, well first first off you get done with it and then you think, okay, now turn around and go back and that's what people are doing. And so right. it's it is it's tough to kind of wrap your head around things just like when you finished a marathon, and you get done with that and you think, oh my gosh, there's, there's now turn around and go back and that's close to 50 miles. Yeah. It's amazing what the brain kind of prepares itself for and what yeah. you mentally just kind of get ready for. And if you start the day, obviously you have training going up to it. You start the day knowing that that's what's ahead of you. It's, it's amazing how you can kind of pace yourself and learn how to mm. just kind of ease through the day and... And get through it. A, it's a matter of starting off slow enough, right? So, yeah, you, so you have to kind, kind of pace yourself through the whole experience. And it's it's a much different, you know, as far as nutrition and right and um, all of that. You're eating different types of food because you're out there for a longer period of time. But it's... Yeah. And you get wow. to the point where you're so sore... You're not going to get any more sore than you already are, so you might as well keep on going, right?
1: A certain numbness, just sets in, and you yeah. just go with it, yeah, right? Just keep on going. Wow, that's so amazing. Do you, do you get a runner's high in an ultra marathon? Or yeah, that- you
2: can. You get you get a lot of mixed emotions and feelings. <laughs> you <laughs> really run the entire gamut. You have, of you have times where you feel like to pure depression. You feel like, oh my gosh, I'm on the top of the world. If I keep on going at this pace and do this well and feel as good, I'm going to have a, an amazing day. Then mm-hmm. two miles later, you think. Am I going to make it one more mile? Right, <laughs> this yeah. is the end. This yeah. is the yeah. end of the for race. Yeah, the and then and then you pull yourself out of that, and you're able to to keep on going. So it's you get the whole gamut of uh, of feelings and emotions and all of that. So wow. yeah, it's quite the experience.
0: Well, it does sound like it is, and and you know, one worth preparing for. Certainly, you wouldn't want to do it without preparation. No, no, <laughs> no definitely not. <laughs> for some sure. people,
2: do it with a little bit of preparation, and yeah. you know, you you can do it. The body can can handle a lot but you just have a different type of experience i yeah, think
0: mm-hmm. a much
2: more miserable experience yeah in yeah. an
0: already fairly miserable <laughs> experience right 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 you're listening to the huntsman world senior games active life and we're visiting with steve hooper who is a runner extraordinaire uh the owner of the saint george running center uh today we want to talk a little bit about how to stay in shape during the winter it seems like uh during the summer months it's a there's a lot of natural activities that are just available to us outdoors and it I don't know if we're all taking advantage of it, but it seems like it might be a little bit easier in those summer months. But our health and wellness is important year-round. So, you know, we don't want to just completely stop in the winter. Correct. So what do you think? How, how do we go about staying in shape during the winter months?
2: You know, I, going back to um, you guys first talking about, you know, things to kind of help with your diet, yeah. you know, during, during, this, uh, during the winter months. You know, at the St. George Running Center, our business actually slows down. Um, through November and into the beginning of December, um, you'd think that we'd actually have a lot more people, especially here in St. George with the great weather that we have, Right. that more people would be out training and doing things outdoors um, because it's a little bit cooler, especially in the middle of the day. But things actually slow down. And so I think what happens is we do. We get set on these holiday things. We get set on family. We get set on um, buying Christmas presents, shopping, and then getting Mm -hmm. ready for Christmas. And so it's a different mindset and then we end up naturally eating more. And so I think having those weight goals, you know, are, are a good thing. It sets, it sets kind of a a precedence for ourselves and mentally prepares us as we kind of get into the, into the holiday season. Some
0: some accountability, right? Right. 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 Exactly. And we all know that weight is only one measurement. There's other things that you would look at, uh, but it's an easy one. It is very easy. It's accessible. And, you know, if if you step on the scale and then three weeks later you step on the scale and it's a much higher number, that's an indication.
2: That's an indication right? that something's it, not quite where, it not uh, where you the, might want it to be. It may not be the only indication, <laughs> no, but not the it's only indication. But, indication. indication. But, I, but I like how you're talking about substituting different things. Yeah, And I think having that as a goal, too, yeah. not only just the weight, but really thinking about what you're doing and being more cognizant of what you're putting in your mouth. Is this, you know, am I really going to regret this tomorrow morning? Yeah. Type of thing. And uh, especially as we're coming to Thanksgiving dinner, you know, enjoy it. Maybe eat a little bit slower. There you, you know, go. Pick foods that you know that you're really, really going to enjoy, mm-hmm. but maybe, maybe sample smaller portions around your plate and, you and know, maybe you don't starve yourself
1: all day before the meal so that you're extra hungry when the meal comes. I people are eating all day until the meal comes, and, and maybe, they're starving. Maybe go out for a walk before and after, too, to kind of help
0: yourself mm-hmm. digest there and, you uh, and get the metabolism going. There's something to be said about mindful eating, and we can even be mindful on Thanksgiving exactly. Day if, yes. if we choose to, right? Yeah, for sure, for so, sure. So I appreciate that. So kind of set a goal yeah. of, of and, what your weight is. Yeah, you can Based do that. You and, know, maybe there's some other
2: goals that you might want to set. Um, you know, a good, especially with runners or people that have, even if you're like a hiker, Um, Set a goal for maybe late winter so that you have something to look forward to, something that you need to work towards through these winter months. So like uh, uh,
1: by the end of the winter, I'm going to accomplish this. I'm going to hike this hike or I'm going to do this run or
2: something like that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe you might want to go do a big hike in Zion or maybe in the Grand Canyon. Maybe once the weather starts getting a little bit better and you say, hey, I need to prepare myself. Or you want to do an early spring marathon. Um, I want to prepare myself. I'm going to get going now and slowly build up that endurance and that strength as we go through these winter months. And so much of it's mental. If yeah. we have that focus and that vision, we can kind of work towards those things.
0: And, and I like that idea. You know, we're, we're kind of referring specifically to some of our local geography that we have readily and easily available to yes us. but exactly. these are goals that can set wherever you're listening to the oh, wherever yeah anywhere in the world you can say i want to do that marathon or i want to hike that mountain or, and I if I want to you're do not here in saint
2: george you can set goals here in saint george and travel here come and visit us That's absolutely right. <laughs> the doors are <laughs> open
0: i love that <laughs> come and visit the area let me ask you this in the winter months do you feel like uh the gear changes do you have to prepare differently with your gear
2: you know, for for me personally, yes, and I think it, I think it's that way with a lot of people. You know, just looking at what happens with you know the sales in the store and and how people kind of shift, and I think it's natural. And I think it's good to let your body kind of cycle, just kind of cycle through things. Um, and so with these goals, you know, you, if if you're having a hard time getting out when it's dark and early in the morning, um, you know, maybe set a goal to get out during lunchtime, you know, and go Not out like for that. a walk or a run. Um, or maybe in the morning hit the gym work on maybe more of your strength work
1: instead of the uh... work so, on that
2: core strength which yeah. a, lot of, a lot of times gets neglected especially with people that tend to focus more on just purely aerobic activity
0: right we've we've learned so much over the years doing the show how important both of those aspects yeah. of of overall wellness are a lot of times for many of us when we think about Exercise, our brain just automatically goes to cardiovascular, which is great. No yes, one's not. It's knocking fantastic. That. We need that. That's important. Our heart, our lungs, our brain, all of those things are benefited by a cardiovascular workout. But you've touched on an important aspect as well to not forget the strength training.
2: Yeah, especially as we get older, too. Yeah. Um, you know, we lose a lot of that core strength and uh, we tend to sit a little bit more, you know, especially with jobs. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the winter months, too, you know, you end up just sitting more. It's just the way it is. And so getting out and working on that core strength um, and developing things that maybe, you know, you might've neglected in the past.
0: And the great thing about strength training is that it, it certainly can be done outside and maybe it, when it's possible should be done outside, but oftentimes it is something that can be done inside. So on those colder winter months, if you're in uh, you know, a, a winter climate where it just really doesn't lend itself very well to getting out and running yes. uh, because of snow and wind and rain and, and other things. A lot of times that strength training is done in a gymnasium or even in your home with body weight exercises or, or those types of things. Uh, so yeah, great reminder uh, when you're not able to get outside and and run or ride a bike or those traditional cardiovascular yes. exercises Take advantage of some of these colder months where it's not as fun to to work on some core strength and and some strength exercises. I like that. Yeah. Great idea.
2: And you know, I think getting out, you can you can get out, but you need to have the right type of gear. Yeah. Um, when you get out there. We have um, you know, I'm always amazed at the type of gear that some people do wear. And a lot of it's just education and knowing what's what's out there. Um, you know, going out in the winter months with a cotton T-shirt and some sweatpants, and then a sweat hooded sweatshirt that's made of cotton um, with your be. cotton socks. <laughs> you know, you might be a little bit warm when you first get going, but by the end of your your workout, mm-hmm. you're going to be freezing cold. Yeah. And so, really, kind of, you know, educating yourself about the types of fabrics that you that might help you out. There's a lot of great fabrics out there these days. Um, that are so much better than the cotton that we grew up with, um, sweatpants and sweatshirts that we you know, used to use to, to stay warm. In fact, there's um, Mizuno has a fabric that's quite fascinating. It's called Breath Thermo, and you wear it, you wanna wear it because you wanna layer, obviously, yeah, in, the yeah, in the winter months. And so you wanna wear this fabric as a base layer. And what's fascinating about it, it has these thermal properties that when you perspire, it actually warms up.
1: Wow. And so you think, well, why
2: would you want it to warm up when you perspire? But I'm sure all of us have been out and worked out in the colder temperatures. Yeah. And you get working out. You perspire a little bit. You perspire a little bit, but then maybe your heart rate levels off, and and then you start getting that little bit of a chill. Mm -hmm. And so with this fabric, it takes that chill away, and then at the same time, it wicks that moisture away from your skin and keeps you dry. So it keeps you a little bit warmer, a little bit drier. Um, and so there's some other companies that have
0: fabrics that are somewhat similar, but you're looking for something that something,
2: yeah, a little more technical and you're obviously going to be spending a little bit more money on a pieces like that, Mm -hmm. but you're going to have them for years. I've had, I've had a, that, that same, a top made of that same fabric for five years. And I, you know, I'm outside quite a bit in the winter months and you still have that. So invest, spend the time and go out there and find something that's going to, you know, work for you. Gloves, hats, layer. You know, you want to get those those layering pieces so you it's, can take things off if you want to.
0: It's worth emphasizing that layering really is important especially as you're going outside and um, you know, exercising in whether in it be running or weather. hiking. I mean, any yeah. any
1: physical exercise outside you should Exactly. Layer. And
2: hiking, you know, you're you're not getting your heart rate up maybe quite as high, and so it might even be, you know, even more important.
1: Mm-hmm. While you're hiking, yeah,
0: layering—that's important. Uh, we've been talking about goals. We've been talking about setting them for ourselves. What? What about helping other people achieve their goals? Isn't that something? Isn't that a great thing to do in the winter months?
2: Yeah, I, I, I personally think so. And and at the same time, one of the things that that I really enjoy about encouraging others is one, it helps me feel good because I'm helping others. Sure. But at the same time, I feel like it really helps me um, because one. I know if I'm helping motivate other people that I need to keep my own personal commitments as well at the same time. And then if we're going to, for example, if I'm going to go for a run, if I'm trying to help somebody else out, get in shape or stay in shape, I know that I personally have to show up and be there with, to meet my friends or acquaintances to to, to be there as well. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I think it's a, it's a good way to really kind of help synergize and move your own uh, own goals forward through the winter months. It's amazing
1: what, it, what accountability does for <laughs> motivating you to continue your workouts. Oh yeah! If someone's counting really, on
0: you, you're much more likely. Not well, that you couldn't go by yourself, but you're much more likely to go, right?
2: Well, look look at how many people pay for um for coaches, personal trainers, personal or, trainers. Yeah, you know, and so you know, get together with some friends and help one another.
0: Sure, I love that. Another thing that I think is is so important, especially during the winter months, because it's so easy to fall into the blahs, is to mix it up a little bit, right? Yeah, totally.
2: Yeah, you want to you want to mix it up. Um, it's a great time to go out um, into your community, maybe look for a new hike that you can go on, um, a new run, do some new running routes, and get out there and try to kind of venture out. You know, in our area here in Saint George, there are so I mean there are so many different areas in fact one of our employees just went and explored some new petroglyphs um that you know aren't on the normal path yeah and i uh, didn't even heard of heard of them before and so she's getting out and venturing out and do something like that in your community
0: and as long as you're dressed appropriately and you have the right gear you can get a whole new experience, a whole new view, even of a familiar path or a trail or exactly. run, or run a course that you're familiar with. You get out there and you see it with snow or you know with with the colored leaves or no leaves or whatever. It's still it's still a brand new experience. Yeah, for you.
2: and and during that time where you're inside or if it's a rainy day and you really don't want going out, maybe you know do some education, look and try to explore, get online and see what other you know, trails or paths that you can go out and, mm-hmm. and find and then and then set that goal to go out there, you know, the next day that's sure. a little bit nicer.
0: Awesome. Steve, thank you so much for joining oh, us. Thanks Great for having Great advice.
2: Me. Appreciate it. Uh,
0: hopefully we can all uh, put it into practice in our lives oh, for sure. I will. Wonderful. Thanks. Jeff. Yes, Kyle. The holiday season is here. It is. It is upon us. We want to wish everyone a very merry holiday season, however you may celebrate that season. As the year comes to a close, we will all start thinking about Our own resolutions for 2020, and we'd like to suggest that you consider adding participation at the Huntsman World Senior Games as one of your goals. In fact, we might even strongly encourage it. We might even strongly encourage it. If you'd like to see the results for this year's event, you can find them at seniorgames.net. For those who have competed, those results there are a real validation for their work. And for those who have not yet had the opportunity to compete, it gives you an idea of where the competition is at. If you're planning ahead, and Jeff, why don't you plan it? Why wouldn't you yes, want to plan do it, ahead? Right, do it, plan do it, ahead. Just do it. The dates for the 2020 games are October 5th through the 17th of 2020. Yes. So uh, keep that in mind. Put that on your calendar. And, again, we'd love to have you be a part of the games this this, uh, coming year. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. Of course, you can subscribe to our podcast anywhere that podcasts are found. Once you subscribe, give us a rating and write a quick review. You can also find this as well as previous shows right on our website. Once again, that address is SeniorGames.net, so check that out. Our inspirational thought today comes from Ralph Waldo Emerson. Ah, the writer. Jeff, he says, The only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be.
1: Isn't that the truth? Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone.